The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Monday, PFTOT. We get some extra time to talk about stuff that we didn't get to or that we'd like to talk about some more. And as we ran out of time... We had begun the process, Chris, of spitballing yeah. potential head coaching candidates in Washington for 2020. It's Bill Callahan for now. Unless he takes that team to the playoffs, he's not going to be the coach next year. Right. So, so, who do we think it'll be? Yeah. We talked about Urban Meyer. Right. Reuniting with Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that idea. Yeah, I get it. But th- what what other names come to mind for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the ones I look at it, Eric Bieniemy. All right, for for the Kansas City Chiefs, the offensive coordinator. I think he's head coaching material. Here's I, what's amazing: though. Yeah. last year all those jobs were open. It's ridiculous. He never got a serious uh, sniff. I think that was ridiculous. Okay, uh, for a lot of reasons, but I'm not going to go there right now. Okay, I know you you brought up Mike McCarthy a few minutes ago. I think that could be a real possibility. Super and I think Bowl winner, right? Packers coach, right? Motivated, available, right? And guys like him and Urban Meyer are the kind of guys. Oh, we need to get the organization straightened out and get things going in the right way, and all have a common goal and get it all going there. You know, the, I look at like a Mike McCarthy. He is certainly capable of doing that. And then the other one that really jumps out to me because I think the guy is one of the best coaches in the sport, and I know I'm biased here, but it's Josh McDaniels. I look at Josh and just I, you know, I had time with him as a player and working for him in New England and I just think the world of him because I've seen his detailed daily approach and what he's all about and uh, he would be one name I would certainly think about as well would he ever I don't know I don't know he, he was loves just New there England. yesterday I know he walked into that third world country masquerading <laughs> as a right. football stadium right right he's smart enough to know that it's dysfunction from top to bottom right I just don't know that for a guy who's got options now it was weird because last year there wasn't as much interest in him. People were recoiling a bit from what happened with the Colts. But I just don't know that he'd yeah. give up New England Maybe not. for an organization that, that really needs ultimately a gutting. Yes. And Bruce Allen, I'm sorry, Bruce Allen needs to go. If Jay Gruden needs to go, Bruce Allen needs to go. And some would say Dan Snyder needs to go, but you can't fire the owners. Jed no. York said a few years ago when the 49ers were much worse than they are now. Other names that we have bandied about yeah. Jim Harbaugh right not as sexy as it would have been a couple of years ago no yes but how about Jim and John Harbaugh right down the road from each other in Washington and Baltimore that's a nice family story but that's a disaster for the Redskins I mean the, the Jim Harbaugh love affair is over I mean it's it's I just he's overrated and you know I don't like him and I got nothing good to say about him but what happened in Michigan? I mean, how was how it? He was. He's so supposed good. to be an offensive coach, and his offense stinks. Okay, that would every be a year. problem. Well, he changes offensive coordinators every year, and it's still the same crap. So, oh, something tells me he's micromanaging, and it's his offense, even though he likes to blame offensive coordinators. And then, I mean, you see Michigan in enough college football. I mean, yeah, they got some good defensive players. They got no game breakers on the offensive side. I'm, I, I would bet you a lot of kids meet Jim Harbaugh, and they're like, I'm not going to play for that guy. Let me go somewhere else. He does have a vibe about him. It's a jerk. That's the vibe. You're a jerk, Jim. There's a vibe. There's a vibe that, you know, you can get away with it when you're winning. Like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's a jerk. You can get away with it when you've got 
pelts on the wall or pelts yeah. on the horse. Jim does. J- Bill doesn't treat human beings like jerks off the field, though, and Jim does. Jim's a jerk all around. I have nothing positive to say except that he's a jerk. Sorry. That's not positive. No, I, I know you're right. Well, it's positive. I can go worse. You're positive, positive that he's a jerk. The jerk is the positive you're part. You're positive about that. You really want me to go, let's get an uh, explicit version of PFTOT. How about this? How about this? Right. Because Dan Snyder got Joe Gibbs, Hall of Famer at the time, Joe Gibbs, right. out of an extended retirement. Does he make a similar... Let me dust off a legendary coach yeah. like a Bill Cower. Yeah. Does he call Tony Dungy? Tony would hang up the phone immediately, I assume. But is there an older coach out there who's out of the game, right. been out of the game, but maybe could be brought back to the game? And yeah. well, could it be Cower after all these years? Could Dan Snyder dangle enough money to get Bill Cower? Cower's the only one that I like. I can think of that fits that narrative, at least right now, off the top of my head. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into this it's whole thing so yet, but long, it's been a long, it, long time. There's not even any talk about him coming back no, anymore. No. At least for Gruden, it continued. For You're right. Power, it ended five years no, ago. No, it seems like he's even yeah, given up trying to get his name in the conversation. He's perfectly happy with his his next phase of life or where he's at right now. But Jeff Fisher's available. Yeah. I mean, listen, I would think about Jeff Fisher, the GM. I would say that. Jeff Fisher has got an eye for talent. If you want somebody to go in there and maybe get the organization headed in the right way that way I think that would make a lot of sense I don't know if you're gonna be able to sell to your fan base he's the right head coach if Mike Tomlin gets run out of Pittsburgh oh, that's a good one I can see Mike McCarthy in Pittsburgh and maybe Tomlin in Washington mm, that's that's I, he's I, a big Eastern Virginia guy that, that's that close enough lot, that makes a lot of sense I mean Mike Tomlin has the energy and uh you know a, a charisma and personality about him that I do think he can kind of change the aura of a franchise around in a hurry Jason Garrett if the Cowboys don't keep him although I can't imagine Washington wanting Jason Garrett yeah we mentioned Josh McDaniels Mike Pettin Mike Pettin is, I mean, he deserves to be in these kind of conversations, I think, probably. when the, I mean, gosh, you, you look back at what he did with the Browns. You start to go, oh, that was a pretty good job for that crap team at that point in time. Uh, you know, we got to continue to see what he does this year. But I, I do think Mike Pettin is worthy of being a head coach again in the NFL. Let me give you a name that kind of fits into the idea of an older coach but that wouldn't be a guy who comes in and says, I want Bruce Allen out of here. I'll just kind of go along with whatever ownership wants. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Wade Phillips. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Wade. Yeah. Here's the thing. We are taking what an abnormal team would do. And right. that's, that's why it's like, no, all due respect to Wade Phillips, but you know, Wade Phillips is in that North Turner category where they're good enough at coordinators to periodically fool someone into thinking they can get it done as head coaches. Right. But we're trying to project what a dysfunctional organization is going to do, and that would be a way to kind of bring in an established guy, definitely, who would work. He just keep got some energy, goes along. personality. Yeah. Yep. knows how to coach the players up. Knows how to coach defense. You're right. Yeah. I mean, there there's some positives there about Wade Phillips. I mean, hey, I mean, we we all agree. I mean, he got a little bit of a raw deal, certainly with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't think there's any denying that. And he is one of the better defensive minds we've seen in football over the Except last for the past few two decades. Weeks. Well, yeah, they've yeah. had some issues there. There's there's no doubt, uh, but but I get what you're saying there. I think really, I just I'm just sitting here and I, I'm going to continue to spitball this. But no way, Greg think, Williams. As stats is suggesting Greg Williams. Nah. I mean, he, he was there at one point. Yes. Um, Under Joe Gibbs, the, yeah, the coordinator. And, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think so. That's no. that's going to be hard. To, they, you know, I think but it's, again, it's we're trying to predict be, what a dysfunctional team is going to do. Right. It's got to be there. I think like you're like, like a McCarthy, 
a Tomlin, if that happens, an Urban Meyer, or somebody young and exciting that the fan Lincoln base. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. I want to say yes to that type of guy, but I also want to go like, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's offense is nothing special at this point. You know, I think we need to just calm down with that a little bit. You know, does somebody emerge from Sean McVay's staff, from Kyle Shanahan's staff, uh, one of those guys? Because, of course, they were all in Washington together. McVay was under Shanahan at one point. Is there somebody there that kind of rises to the top as the season goes? I don't know. Uh, but I think we've hit a lot of the, the main names I would come up with. I, I wanted to have as comprehensive a list as possible because, inevitably, it'll be someone we didn't mention. Okay. Most so, likely. Uh, we had some good ones. All right. Uh, let's shift gears to one of the things that happened on Sunday night that we didn't get to earlier. Yeah. There was a moment where Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, and right. Travis Kelsey, the tight end, they kind of got into it a little bit. And yeah. I don't know the whole context. I don't know who's to really blame there. But anytime we see player and coach jawing like that, it definitely gets our attention. Yeah. And it, it looked like they put it all to rest at the moment. But Kelsey's always been an emotional guy. And Biennemi right. seems to be a guy who's willing to get in your face if he has to yeah. get in your face. Former yeah. player right. at a high level. But uh, I, I, I don't know. You throw a loss on top of it. Or, or should we be concerned about the Chiefs at this point? I don't think so. You know, again, this is a team that was built around their offense. You know, you, if, you're, if you want to look at a team and you're going, man, they're struggling. Why are they struggling? One of the first things I always do is follow the money. Is the money performing? And the money's not performing right now because Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill aren't out there. They're, that's what they rely on. So I don't look on it, look at it as uh, anything bad. I think you're right. I mean, Kelsey's just an emotional guy. He had the drops right early on. And I'm sure Biennemi said something got him his face like, you know, lock it in, hold the ball. You ready to play now? Whatever it may be, and Kelsey didn't want to hear it. But I, I really like Eric Bieniemy. I, you know, I, I think I told you before we came on here. I, there was a few instances over the last few weeks where I've caught some things he said on the sidelines, on some highlight shows, and everything like that. I think it was the Raiders game that specifically talked to me because the Raiders got out to that ten nothing lead, and he went over to Patrick Mahomes. Was like, listen. We're done talking. There's nothing else to talk about. We know their defense is playing good. Like, go get your team, give them a talk, and let's go. Like, I just thought, wow, like that was really well said and the demeanor in which he has. And I've heard from people there that he is a no-nonsense guy. And, um, yeah, I don't think there's any issue there. Still amazing he didn't get a head coaching job. Yeah, at least considered more seriously. It feels like a bunch of guys who were off the grid. Well, how does Matt Nagy get one, like, right away after one year with Alex Smith? And then here's Biennemi, who – I know Andy Reid's involved, but why did he not get a more serious, you know, uh, yeah, consideration? Yeah, not, not even get, get like a serious yeah, interview. I don't get that yeah. one. Um, but we'll find out what's going on with the Chiefs. They have the Texans this weekend at Denver, then the Packers, the Vikings, and at the Titans. So uh, Chiefs need to try to hold it together. Yep. One other candidate that I want to throw out there just in the hopes of being completely inclusive and exhaustive with Washington. How about Jim Schwartz? Oh, Okay. I mean, yes. I don't know if that's going to energize the fan base either. I just don't know if that's the right guy. But I think who J- really is it? I don't point? know. I don't know who really is the right guy. Nick Saban's not walking through that door, although maybe he is. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe $20 million a year brings in Nick Saban. I don't think so. I don't think that's happening either. Uh, Jim Schwartz, I do think, is another candidate where I would go, he deserves, like a Mike Patton, deserves to be a, chan- a chance to be a head coach once again, though. But the one thing that Saban said years after leaving Miami, if we had gotten Drew Brees, right. I'd still be coaching the Dolphins. Right. I don't know what he thinks about Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. But if you're a believer in Dwayne Haskins, then that's the centerpiece yeah. of your team. And Definitely. you can build around it. So I look, I, I just I think it's time for Dan Snyder to do something bold and brash and big. 
and I don't know what it is with the candidates that are out. I, you get so Dan Snyder has not been afraid to do that. So I'll give him credit there. He's not afraid to make some bold moves. I mentioned Jason Garrett earlier. Yeah. He got a little feisty yesterday. Yeah. Drew a flag for dropping an F-bomb directly at I mean, they drop F-bombs all the time. Right. But it was more hostile. It was abusive. And apparently, you know, Garrett a little – he's starting to feel a little bit. You know, it's when it's easy teams, easy games, easy wins. Hey, I'm sailing right toward my extension. There was even talk, should they give him an extension before the season ends? And I said, no, why would you? He's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's not going to walk out the door and go coach someone else. Right. But now he's got to worry the way things are going – and you created such a high bar early on, the season's starting to feel like a failure. He's got to get this thing turned around quickly. Yeah, I, I, I still look at Dallas. I'm not panicked about them uh, yet. I'm really not. You know, yesterday, I, I think really was just a bad day. They made some mistakes early on. You got a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who more times than not going to capitalize that. You turn the ball over, do things like that. He's going to make some plays. We talked about Green Bay. They're kind of dangerous. Um, but, you know, good for Jason Garrett. I like it. You know, a lot of people give him a lot of crap for, like, what he does you know, on the sideline, and sometimes he doesn't show enough emotions and things like that. Yeah, he was pissed off. His team wasn't playing well, and he was forced to use his second challenge, which was going to be his last challenge because he challenged earlier in the game and lost it, and he was pissed off because it was a huge play, and Amari Cooper was in bounds, and he was going to have to waste his last challenge because he felt like the the uh, referees who were right there on the sidelines to see it didn't get it right, and uh, I got no problem. I, listen, I don't think referees should be so sensitive with stuff like that. Guys' livelihoods are on the line. It's an emotional sport. You only get 16 games of the year. I wish they would be a little less critical of coaches in those situations and even players when they're talking to each other or talking crap. I mean, it's just it's a tough sport. It's the way it is, and I wish the referees would just back off just a little on that stuff. It reminds me of Earl Weaver, the late Orioles manager. He used to yell and scream and cuss and whatnot, and his attitude was, you're trying to take food out of my kids' mouths. Yeah. I got to defend my job. I got to defend myself and defend my job because I get fired or or retained based upon – how well I do. Yeah, right. All right, so I, I just think the Cowboys are at a crossroads They right are now, right now. And they're going to have to turn it around if they want to restore the belief that we had in them based on the first three weeks of the season. Last topic before we wrap we it up. we got the today. Jets this week, so they'll be okay. Well, yeah, but, but then but, – But, yes, yeah, then it gets real after yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Pass interference replay review. And this is a message to any coach out there that is inclined to pay attention. And, look, if you're just the quality control guy on the offensive side of the ball and you're listening to this crap while you cut up the game film like you did in yep. New England for a year, and, and pass it along to your head coach. Do us a favor here. Because for whatever reason, the head coaches don't seem to understand that they're wasting their challenge flag and they're wasting a timeout when they challenge calls of pass interference or non-calls of pass interference, that what we now have, and the message is clear, they're not going to say it, yeah. but ignore everything that Al Riveron told you when he came around and did his his prior-to-the-season right. meetings with the teams, whatever was on the tape that they sent you, forget all that. The pass interference replay review possibility is there for one thing and one thing only, avoiding another Ram Saints outcome. And it's going to take something like that to get a flag on the field of pass interference, and they're never going to overturn a ruling on the field of interference unless it's just a phantom foul 
And after further review, the defensive back never even was within the same one-yard radius of the receiver. It's got to be that clear to pick up the flag. It's got to be almost that clear to drop a flag because it just pisses me off that these coaches are either pretending to not know or they truly don't know. Either way, it's inexcusable because if you're intentionally saying these things, you're confusing the fans and the media unnecessarily. If you don't know, my God, if you don't know this, it makes me wonder, like, if there's a head coach in the NFL who's in charge of a team and has not figured out something fairly obvious, it makes me wonder what other stuff is going on within his playbook, within his organization, within the way he does his job, because that flaw just doesn't manifest itself in not realizing that that they're wasting their time with a challenge flag. Like Bill Belichick hasn't challenged, I don't think, any of them yet, right? Why? He knows. He knows. Because he knows. Oh, it's Bill. That's right. He's smart. He's paying attention to the league and everything that's going on. You said it, Mike. You've been saying it for a few weeks. Yeah, the goalpost has been moved a little bit on this whole conversation, definitely. There was just, like, way too many emotional challenges yesterday. That's what it was more than anything. Gosh, I just can't believe it. We're supposed to be off the field on third down here. Or I just, this is a big moment. I got to throw it and just, no, it's not going to get overturned. It's not. If there was pass interference called and it's not like something just totally egregious, like you said, there's just no way either way. The Colts game last night, with Andy, uh, what was that? With with that, that really put the nail in the coffin for me because Frank Reich, the Colts got called for offensive pass interference. We went back and watched the replay. It looked like the Colts did everything the right way. It was a pick within one yard. Uh, the receiver ran a legitimate route. He kind of turned and got in the way and everything. And yeah, I just went, oh, that wasn't that was right. They're going to overturn this, and they still didn't overturn that one. That's when I was like, okay, it's official. It's Ram Saints. If it's not that bad, they're they're not doing anything in New York. Yeah, and and. And uh, the sooner that the coaches understand it, the sooner everyone else will understand it. And, and, you know, whether it's the broadcasters, whether it's us, I mean, everybody needs to be on the same page with this because ultimately it affects the ability of the fans to enjoy the game. And yeah. they don't want to feel confused. And I think part of what we're trying to do here is to ensure that the fans aren't confused. Yeah. And along the way... I guess we need to make sure the coaches aren't confused because for whatever reason they are. Yeah, no, they and they shouldn't be. No, yeah, you're right. They Mike shouldn't. Zimmer yesterday, right, challenging a ruling of interference, right, where the and and, and, and he had the guy wrapped up. It was like. Yeah, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Yeah, right. What in the world do you think is going to happen here that they're going to pick the flag up? And it may be emotional, but, um, you know, there have been coaches where they they make sure somebody else has the red flag so in that fit of anger they don't rip it out and throw it onto the field. You you just – you need to be in better control of yourself. And I understand when you're in that moment it's hard sometimes – but you're, you're just you're wasting the flag, you're wasting the timeout, and you may need that timeout. That yeah. timeout, timeout may be the difference between winning and losing the game. Yeah, no, I, I agreed. Uh, I, I think there's some teams that have been bitten in the butt by uh, those emotional decisions to throw out the red flag. All right, that's it for Monday's PFTOT. That's Tomorrow, it. That's you it. got a flight to catch. I got a flight to catch. Yeah. We, got, we got to wrap this thing up because I want to get home, and I want to watch Monday Night Football, and we're going to do this tomorrow, and we've got the – mega podcast coming up later in the week yeah you do you're doing like three or four of these a week three a week yeah they just keep putting stuff on my plate that's good though. no days off for me i'm like new england okay you do take days off no i don't when have i had a day i haven't had a day off in three weeks off I've been traveling in South Bend with coaches. Screw you. If you're not working on the NFL, you're not working. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's just, that's just fun. That's your hobby. Yeah. Go home to your house and work from there, Mike. Shut up. All right. I will. Everybody <laughs> have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.